how are you? Um, I am going to try and keep this short. My kid has a Zoom friend date <laughs> in about 15 minutes. So yeah, this will be quick. Um, but I wanted to pop in and wish you all a joyful end of the year um, and all kinds of happy holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I am in a really great mood. I am officially, my kids are on, on, on holiday break, winter break, which is making, ironically, it's making my work life a lot easier. So I'm actually waking up and doing a lot of work in the mornings and feeling really productive and like I'm catching up on things and that feels really good. And I'm also enjoying the hard to say a slower pace because we're pretty slow, um, but it does feel like a slower pace that comes with holiday break. I've gotten most of my, we celebrate Christmas, and I've gotten most of my gifts done, and I'm even starting to wrap them, and I've found the ones that I've lost. I, if you recall, um, if, you, if you've listened before, earlier in the year I knitted two ornaments, two dumpster fire ornaments, which really captured how I was feeling in the late fall about online school. And I finished them off. I sewed in all the millions of ends and made sure that they looked really sweet um, in terms of being an ornament. And then I put them away somewhere safe. And then I went to gift them earlier this week and I could not find them. Oh, it made me so grumpy. Um, I ended up having to send a different project to one of my friends and because, you know, shipping is such a nightmare right now. But the good news is I even found them. I found the lost presents. So this is <laughs> a good reminder to me about how much um, mentally I've had to struggle with this year. And that hit home recently because I was trying to kind of capture it for a friend. And I found I couldn't even write the email of everything that that my family has dealt with, both personally and privately in terms of struggling with addiction, and then also just, you know, grappling with the pandemic and its impact on the world. And yeah, I just wanted to come in and thank you all for helping me through this year because I've been thinking about how did I get through it? And not surprisingly, I got through it with knitting, I got through it with making, and I got through it with a lot of talking about recovery, both here on the podcast um, and then also, of course, in my weekly Al-Anon meetings and, of course, with my therapist. And I really do feel like I um, am in a healthier place this year than when I started, and that feels really good. So just to kind of quickly remind you, I am just speaking of my own personal experience of recovery which for me means a 12-step program with Al-Anon. And um, I am trying to think through how my codependency impacts my family. Um, so this is just my personal story of recovery, strength, and hope. And as always, I am not speaking as a representative of Al-Anon. And you should totally take what you like and jettison and leave behind anything that is not working for you. And that's such wonderful advice overall to bring to all of our affairs. Um, I don't want to do a retrospective. I get really overwhelmed by having to do any kind of accounting of productivity, and so that's not what I'm here for. And I have noticed that 
I did accomplish a lot. And that's sort of a good reminder because sometimes, you know, the shame spiral, the not good enough feelings as a mom, as an employee, as a person in the world, as a citizen, as a ally to the oppressed, all of that. And then also as a partner that I just suck on every level. (laughs) And um, it's good in these moments. Knitting sometimes helps me realize that actually, no, I plug away at things. I get a lot done and there's a lot of joy in the living. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about joy um, because I am feeling joyful and it's really showing up in my knitting. Y'all, my knitting has gotten a little bit absurd. I've really taken a turn towards the frivolous in terms of my favorites um, on Ravelry. I don't know if you all use Ravelry and the favorites, but I am finding myself favoriting lots of a holiday themed items. And we're not just talking Christmas sweaters, although there have been a lot of favoriting of Christmas sweaters, but I'm thinking about Valentine's Day socks. And I even just favorited a kind of medieval style baklava that looks like a knight. Like it's a hat that makes you look like a medieval knight. I feel like that's insane, but also awesome. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like the world feels hopeful. I feel joyous. Um... And that is showing up in these in these projects. I don't know if I'll ever make them, but I have suddenly feel I I suddenly feel ready to kind of think through something less than utilitarian stash busting. And it's still um you know, I've always been somebody who tries very hard to wear what I make, and I have made a lot of practical sweaters that I've worn and I love. I've been wearing a black Letty Lopi Felix sweater, which I think I made early this year as part of um, the Best Day Ever Crafting Podcast Knit Along. And it was super fun and it's really been very practical. It's kind of like my sweatshirt, which I think Arthella had said it would be. And it has functioned that way. I have a um, beautiful cream, it's literally called the Uniform Cardigan um, by, who is it by? Oh goodness, matter made perhaps. I'll look this up. Um, but it's like cream colored and thick and rustic and beautiful, and I'm very proud of it. It would have looked so great as cables. The yarn is so perfect for it. But I digress. I'm not going to frog it. It's perfect as it is. It's very wearable, even though it could be more perfect. Of course, that's how my brain goes. Um, but it fits really well. I used the coconuts. I kind of mashed it with the my Antonia cardigan I think just so I could get a better fit around the shoulders and it's a little bit of a wonky um shawl collar but still like I said it's perfect it's very wearable it's very practical cream colored so I have a cream colored sweater I have a black hand knit sweater I've got a navy blue I think it's the honeycomb one of those cropped pullovers that one's by Andrea Mowry but it's navy blue and shelter yarn it's very rustic wooly um not you know, crazy in terms of color, you know, those crop sweaters are not my favorite style for my mom belly, but whatever, I'm rocking them. And so I feel like I'm wearing my knits and I've done a really good job of being really practical and thoughtful. I do not, you know, as, as you know, I, I don't have a lot of spending money for this project. And so um, for my knitting and my craft, I get a lot of my materials for 
um, a very affordable price at a reuse center, which in for me is Upcycle in Alexandria, which I just love. Um, I've made, you know, very... Um, practical decisions using if I do have frivolous materials it's because I found them and I you know at the store and I want to reuse them and so I have my um, careless cardigan that I made and I've been wearing I love that thing which is with the rayon yarn <laughs> remember the saga of the careless cardigan um, and then also the fuzzy love note sweater that I made for both my kid and for me um, in like a, a fuzzy mohair acrylic yarn so I have been very good and I'm going to continue that. Like, I want to find, um, you know, upcycled materials. But suddenly knitting a baklava medieval nightcap sounds like it's going to be a fun task for 2021. Which, I don't know if I'll make it or not. Um, it does seem like that's a lot of time to make what I might wear once or twice. Um, as a sidebar, though, I am a scholar who studies um, the pre-modern past, so it's not as out there as you might think. Like, I might actually, um, at a school event, to kind of make my students laugh, wear a bottle of my Um The other thing I'm obsessed with is ruffs, or like faux, you know, that weird velour chunky chenille yarn, or I'm not going all the way to fun fur. I have not lost my mind, but like a fur collar, like one of those vintage kind of fake absurd little collars um, is something I'm thinking about. So um, yeah, so from gift knitting last week to (laughs) holiday themed items like heart socks, um, Christmas socks, I'm all about those. I've been favoring Christmas socks. I've been favoring, like I've been looking up searching like candy cane socks and galantine socks, um, which if you're not in the States is a made up holiday about the already made up holiday of Valentine's day. But this is when you give gifts to your, your, your female friends, your, 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 your women, um, warriors who help you through, <laughs> through life. I think it comes from parks and rec. It's really a cute holiday and idea. And I love Galentine's day way more than Valentine's day. And so why am I rambling about this? And what does this have to do with addiction recovery? Well, you know, holidays are not fun. They have not been fun. For me and my family, Valentine's Day is always um, disappointing. I usually have to buy myself my own chocolates. Um, My husband would, when he was on, he would buy something that would try and make up for everything that had happened. And so he'd spend way too much money on something that wasn't really a practical purchase and didn't really um, make me feel very loved. It kind of usually just stressed me out, Um, but it was very thoughtful of him. Um, to make those gifts, but they were always like, the gifts were always about a debt or um, an apology rather than just kind of spontaneous, lovely gifting. And now I feel like I might be hopeful. I'm not there yet, but of course I need to keep doing my recovery. I'm going to lots of meetings, but I'm really feeling hopeful about holidays um, in the year ahead. And part of it is that I'm learning to give myself my own gifts, make myself the things that make me smile. Um, and they don't always have to be utilitarian and practical, that there can also be joy. And it reminds me of my meeting yesterday where somebody very wise said that, you know, it was a, a meeting about step one and the principles of Al-Anon, which are, you know, the principle of Al-Anon that connects to step one is honesty and acceptance. And there were lots of shares that we're talking about how we have to accept 
our honest feelings, which are often the things that we hide and are filled with shame. And the very last speaker, you know, who jumped in at the very last second gave this bit of wisdom that acceptance is also about accepting the parts of ourselves that we like and that make us happy. And for those of us who are codependent, that can be really hard to share. And so the idea that I'm going to knit a medieval hat and maybe actually wear it and share my love of knitting and weird objects with my students in a professional setting. Oh my gosh, now that I say it out loud, it sounds crazy. But anyway, the idea that I'm even thinking about that sounds pretty good to me. So I'm going to stop there because I have to jump. Um, But thank you so much. I've been so grateful for this sense of um, not being alone that you as the listeners of this rambly podcast provide to me. And so I hope that you're well. I hope that you have beautiful materials to work with. I hope that you're in a joyful spot if you're celebrating a holiday this month. And I hope that you're really excited about the year end and that even with the continued challenges that I know are there waiting for me on January 1st, I hope for you as well that there's a sense of hope and purpose and joy um, as we turn the page in the calendar. So thank you again for spending time with me. I wish you and your family all kinds of joy this December. Take care. Bye.